I mean, the simple, I worked with a sports psychologist and he said to me once, he said, he said, you know, Alex, do you believe happy people perform better? I said, of course, Ken. I said, but if I'm in the middle of the Atlantic and something goes terribly wrong, how am I supposed to be happy? And he said to me, it was very simple, Alex. Look happy. Smile. The guy you just heard from, his name is Alex Thompson. And while we all strive for happiness to one degree or another, in Alex's line of work, it can sometimes be hard to find. Because he races in one of the most grueling sporting events on the planet, a sailing competition called the Vendée Globe. It happens every four years, and it's a simple race with a simple course and simple rules. Simple, yeah, if your definition of simple is sailing around the world by yourself with no outside assistance. He puts himself in the loneliest, scariest environment in the world in true isolation. We're talking three months at sea, waves the size of buildings, and no one to rely on but yourself as you take on 30 other competitors. Oh, and the race starts in November and continues through the holidays. So you're essentially spending the most wonderful time of the year alone on a boat, battling the elements, and trying to outrace some of the world's best sailors. To my mind, it's the single most difficult sporting challenge left on the planet today, and a true test not only of a person's physical strength, but to my mind, more importantly, their mental strength. When you start the race, you must take everything with you. If you take anything on board the boat after the start, you're disqualified, whether that's food, whether it's medical supplies, anything at all. And if you step foot above the mean high water mark, uh, if you step foot on dry land, pretty much, you are also disqualified. So because of this, statistically, only 50% of the people who start will finish. Alex, since he first stepped on one of these boats, has had an ambition to become the first non-French person to win the Vendée Globe since it was created back in the 1980s. Alex placed third in 2012, second in 2016. And in 2020, the aim is to win. But for this year's Vendée Globe, Alex is going with a different strategy. He's partnering with scientists at one of the most influential research centers in the world, Nokia Bell Labs. We're working on a project with a guy called Alex Thompson. He is a round-the-world solo sailor and essentially is in jeopardy at every moment of his sailing existence. Now, without Bell Labs, we wouldn't have the transistor, which means no computers, no phones, pretty much every piece of technology that you use every day. Right now, they're helping Alex develop a boat of the future. It's automated, it's fast, and it might just give Alex the edge he needs. But it could also provide insight into one of tech's most enduring problems. How do we make sure AI does its job right when it's in the middle of nowhere? From Nokia Bell Labs, this is Future Human, a series about the human potential of technology. This episode is entitled, The Loneliest Competition in the World. Growing up, Alex actually wanted to spend his time in the air. 
he hoped to be a helicopter pilot, like his dad. But his eyesight wasn't great, so he ended up turning to the water, and he began sailing. I found myself being jack of all trades, master of none. I, I was a good navigator, I was a good driver, I was a good trimmer of the sails, but I wasn't fantastic in any one area. So it ended up leading me to somewhere where I had to do all these skills together. So Alex found a niche, the Vendée Globe. Back in 1989, a group of young French sailors came up with the idea for this round-the-world sailing race. They'd start in France, head south on the Atlantic, and then go round the world via the Southern Ocean and head back north to the start. People who manage to finish are considered heroes. Those who win, well, they're the stuff of legend. When I started in 2004, I, I didn't really know what it was to even have the thought of spending, you know, 80 in those days, it was 90 days at sea, alone was really hard and daunting to even consider it. Alex is now a seasoned racer. In 2016, he almost won the race. And that was with a broken foil on his boat. I remember someone... You heard from this guy in the beginning of the show. His name? Marcus Weldon. He's the president of Nokia Bell Labs and the corporate CTO of Nokia. They happen to be a sailor, they work for Bell Labs, and they said... Uh, you should talk to this guy. This guy is uh, not only inspiring, but uh, the challenge is immense. And I think there's a technological innovation or two or five where we could help. Marcus looked at Alex and the Vendee Globe and saw more than just a sporting event. He saw a laboratory, a way to test one of the most enduring technical challenges facing scientists today. That is, how can we build more efficient systems using artificial intelligence? And how can we do that in super remote places? It's difficult enough to do this in cities or in the industrial settings that we take for granted. So let me give you an example. Package shipping. If you think about the number of things that go into that, it's how many packages fit on a truck. What route does that truck take back to the distribution center? What conveyor belt do you put that package on to get to the output truck and to the plane, then reverse that to get to the person at the other end with the right delivery site, et cetera, et cetera. No human can actually compute that. And that's just making sure your Amazon order gets delivered on time. Nearly all industrial systems have a version of that. So there's a people part, there's a machine part, and there's sort of a mathematical algorithmic part. If those three things are coupled, and that requires AI systems, computing resources, people sensing, machine control, if those are coupled, you can get to 100% efficiency, which means things are cheaper, faster, less dangerous, less light-threatening. So that's really what we're interested in. So applying this problem to Alex, how do you maintain an automated network hundreds of miles from civilization? Okay, maybe not the easiest example to relate to. But in terms of industry, the applications are huge. Think remote oil fields, mines, farms, self-driving cars, offshore solar and wind. Solve this problem, and you're well on your way to ushering us into the future we've all been promised. We always say in Bell Labs that solve the remote problem, that's the harder problem, and you've solved the simpler class, which is where it's closer by. So Alex is our litmus test for the hardest class of problem to solve. Solve that problem, you've solved the world's problems. If you think of the Vendée Globe like a traditional race, 
The idea of adding technology on board may sound like an unfair advantage, but it's not. Think of it more like F1 racing. Your car has to meet certain requirements. But outside of that, you can make any technical changes you want to the engine. Same goes for Alex's boat, Hugo Boss. It's all just another development in the sport. But back when the race started, things were totally different. The man was better than the machine. Way better, yeah, way better. And then the errors of the machine were extreme. The boats would crash or capsize, and they had fewer safety precautions, which meant more pressure on the sailor, also known as the skipper. To an extent, it's still like this. Alex has to work nonstop throughout the day to make sure the boat is okay, which leaves little time for sleep. A few hectic days to come. Sleeping's been a bit difficult with the high speeds, big decelerations and accelerations. So I'm a little bit tired. I need to try and catch up, get my beauty sleep in the next few days. Just listen to Alex talk about a recent race he competed in. I slept on average two hours, 35 minutes a day for 11 days. Which is understandable that there was an outcome at the end that was non-optimal. Yes, exactly, yeah. So in the end, I fell asleep. Uh, approaching the finish, I was a day ahead of any other competitor. I fell asleep through human error. I didn't set up the tech properly, and I hit the island I was trying to finish on. This isn't a small detail. The boat Alex races on, it's fast. We're talking speeds on par with a car, upwards of 30 miles an hour. Except you don't have the same safety features. Instead of a metal frame and airbags, there's a carbon hull that's about as thick as a couple of fingernails. You've taken them to a place where they're fast enough and almost flying that they could take off. And, and be destroyed. And crash yeah, the boats and be, could be destroyed. destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, as, as Marcus said, you know, the, if you make a bad decision, the best case is you lose miles, you don't win the race, but the worst case is you lose your life. Which is where Bell Labs comes in. So we've instrumented his boat with compute clusters, sensors, sensors on him, and intelligent logic that helps him become more coupled to his machine. His machine, in this case, is a boat. Speaking at an international summit in 2019, Marcus described some of the technologies on Alex's boat. And yes, the whole thing is complicated. So let me break it down for you in two parts. The first, of course, being the boat. It probably helps to think of it more like a computer. A high-powered network threads together a series of cameras and sensors so that Alex can better predict a range of factors, from the weather to his next sail movement. He can optimize his routes. He can actually uh, look at the waves and the wind behavior. He's perfectly optimizing his sail settings, his rudder settings, his keel settings. We've written an AI system that essentially learns how Alex tweaks the autopilot, because there's sort of an override function on the autopilot, but he tweaks it. We learn the tweaked setting, and then we automatically inject that into the autopilot when he's not paying attention, meaning it now correctly resets itself to the Alex way of sailing, and then he can again override that. Then there's the non-automated Alex part. He's got to stay healthy enough to make big decisions at sea. So that's where a slew of biometric sensors comes in. They track his heart rate, how much sleep he's getting, and, you know, his overall mental state. Some of that information is then fed into the autopilot system. And that takes even more of the burden off of Alex. So having that passed over and making that more efficient, making it faster, 
just changes the world, you know, for me. You know, I become, instead of being a physical operator, I become a, you know, theoretical to a degree. You know, you, you can step back from it, you can sleep more, you can make more rational decisions, uh, and everything gets better. As I've got older, I want to be more safe. I've got kids and I've got family, and I feel that responsibility more now than I ever have done. So safety comes first, performance second. Uh, but the only way I can perform more is for me to do less or more automation of the basic tasks. Another way to look at all this, Alex's safety, advancements in remote AI, well, if you sum it all up, Marcus says the product is simple. We haven't done a good job of having humans and their machines work in harmony to be more productive. Talking about productivity, people get semi-excited if you're in business, but actually the goal of productivity is to give people more time to do things and live better lives, right? So we actually then take it and say, look, there's a humanistic angle. Solving these problems isn't just about business imperatives for cheaper goods faster. That's nice. There's a reason for that, and that's to allow people to live more complete, more satisfying, more fulfilled lives. Another ancillary benefit of solving the remote problem is helping Alex feel more connected over the 90 days. The other one we spend quite a bit of time thinking about is fan engagement, as we call it. But it's not really just so that fans can see you. But there's a lot of human happiness that goes with that. People love to see the endeavor live because it is this crazy, insane experience. So we spend a lot of time optimizing for the network uplink through a satellite so that people can engage live and see amazing people doing amazing things, which uh, I think it inspires people. I think inspiring people is a, a way to create some sort of happiness. Right? When I see I'm inspiring people, then I'm inspired. As Marcus sees it, the future will revolve around how humans and machines communicate. And for that to happen, you need super reliable networks. Basically, Systems that can process information all the time, all over the world. That could be in a city, or in Alex's case, the middle of an ocean. So Alex winning the race is our human outcome. We desperately want that to happen for a happy Alex, for a happy British sailing community. Uh, Happy Alex. (laughs) At the same time, we're solving critical technical problems that we can apply elsewhere. So better tech translates to a better existence. That's what Bell Labs is working towards, and it's what Alex is hoping for in this year's race. But rest assured, if that doesn't work out, Marcus has a backup plan. There are ways to trigger happiness in Alex, it turns out, and it relates to a Christmas pudding. <laughs> There's that one. Yeah, the Christmas cake. Yeah, Christmas yeah. cake, yeah. So yeah. go ahead. Uh, I had a Christmas present on the third Monday I did, and I opened it up, and it was a small English kind of Christmas cake. It was Beautiful. It's These are fruit cakes with icing on and stuff like Marzi that. Marzipan yeah, and icing yeah. on. I mean, it, was, it was the most delicious thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. And I made a little note to myself, next time, don't bring one, bring ten. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get them from a shop, so we had them made. And, of course, they were slightly bigger, which meant the volume was almost twice. So Christmas started for me uh, middle of December and ran through till <laughs> middle of January. <laughs> and it was happiness-inducing. Oh, it was the most delicious thing I've yeah, ever eaten. Yeah. Jingle bells, Alex sails, round the world he goes. Single-handed breaking records, he's no twinkled toes. No jingle bells, Alex sails, so much sea to cross. Oh, what fun it is to sail on the mighty Hugo Boss. Happy Christmas, everyone. 
For more information about the topics discussed today, please check our show notes. And if you like this episode of Future Human, consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to leave a review at Apple Podcasts because it helps people find the show. Future Human is a production of Nokia Bell Labs. This episode was executive produced and narrated by me, Sandy Smolens, for Audiation.fm. Our producer is Max Wasserman. The show was recorded and mixed at Audiation Studios at The Loft in Bronxville, New York, by Matt Noble, who also composed the theme music with me.